It's only the first week of January, but that hasn't stopped the crypto market from having all kinds of insane news as well as the macro market. Basically, we had a hell of a week. I'm going to review all of the news from this week, including the spat between the Winklevi and, of course, Barry Silbert, what's going on with Genesis, SBF's plea deal, and a whole lot of other things. Friday, it's just me. I get to be completely unhinged. We'll see if that happens. Let's go. Let's go. What is up, everybody? I am Scott Melker, also known as the Wolf of All Streets. Before we get started, please subscribe to the channel and double fist pound that like button. You can do it like that guy smashing coconuts. Did you guys all see Pomp's Twitter today? Let me see. I'm going to find it. I wasn't planning to talk about this. I wasn't planning it, but now this is how I want you to pound the like button if I can find it. It was the guy setting a world record for coconuts smashed in one minute. I'm going to find it. I'm going to find it. We're going to share it here. One second. One second. This is important stuff. This is important. This is when uh, you get me alone talking some dumb. Here we go. Let's see. Look at this guy. You see him? Look at him. One hand. I wonder if it's faster one hand or if the rule is that you can only use one hand. Watch how exhausted this guy gets at the end. He's so tired. Watch. Oh, can't do it. Oh, yeah. Probably hurt your hand. Probably hurt your hand. That guy smashed a lot of coconuts. That's how I want you to go ahead and absolutely destroy the like button. Like button. It's hard to want to hit the like button about crypto of late. But before we get started, of course, Prime XBT, now our sponsor for two weeks. Woohoo! Hope you guys have bothered to make me look good. To make me look good, just click the link down below. Check them out, see what they got. Maybe you'll get like up to $7,000 if you deposit. But more than anything, I mean, just like it, you know, hit it, hit it. Uh, Reverend Scott, <clears throat> Reverend Flashback G Scott, did you get some sleep? I don't know if that's saying that I look like I haven't slept or if you're saying that I seem well rested. I don't even know which it is. Loon Mambo wants to know where's the Iron Maiden hat? That hat, uh, that's, he's referring to a picture. I don't know, uh, 10, 15 years ago, I DJed New Year's Eve at a club in New York City with Steve Aoki, who at the time was DJ Kid Millionaire. It must have been like 2007. I was wearing an Iron Maiden hat. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, that, that, that's, uh, that's what we got going on here. I hope that all of you are doing well, that you have survived this first week of 2023. Like uh, every year now, we're like, man, 2022 is terrible. I can't wait to get that over. I guess 2021 was good, but now you're like, 2022 is terrible. Let's get that over with. Maybe the world is just in a bad place and the news cycle is just terrible. You know, like you can look at United States politics. I don't really follow it, but this dude, you can't miss it. This dude, Kevin McCarthy, has lost like 10 votes to be the Speaker of the House. Like nobody can do anything. The government's completely broken but they can manage to pass a 1.7 billion dollar trillion dollar excuse me oh i said billion like it's 10 years ago 1.7 trillion dollar omnibus bill to make sure that uh, eventually we're gonna have to print some money somewhere yeah gregory russell says more meh this week matt a says today is awesome 
Moon Mambo wants to know if anybody bought Bonk. I didn't, but that's like a, it's a thing. The thing, Bonk, free airdrop on Solana that went up like 3,300% and then dropped 50% immediately afterwards, something like that. I thought we were going to talk about Bonk today. Uh, eventually, we'll we'll get there. I think that we that is on the, uh, the list, it's kind of like Solana's Doge. Let's go. Let's go. First of all, I'm going to take off this uh, Pomp News right now, and we can dive right in. If I can find the link, here we go. The first story of the week, which has to be the biggest, of course. Gemini co-founder, that's Cameron of the Winklevi. You can choose whichever one. It doesn't matter. It could be this one. It could be that one. It could be that one. Accuses DCG Silbert of bad faith stalling in 900 million locked funds dispute. Silbert responded saying his firm submitted a proposal to Genesis and Gemini's advisors last Thursday. Twice last year. Santiago Chile. That's from something about Mary for anyone who uh, doesn't understand awesome movie references. But the story here isn't necessarily that there's beef between Barry Silbert and the Winklevi twins. Maybe the story isn't even that Gemini Urn has basically been completely shut down as a result of their trust in Genesis with 900 million in user deposits. The real story is the manner in which our beloved crypto billionaires continue to have embarrassing public spats with one another all over Twitter. Listen, I sort of at first applauded Cameron writing the letter. Maybe it was a last resort. Man, we can't get this guy to call us back if we uh, blast him in public. Well, obviously, he's going to have to respond and help us. But like, I don't know, at this point, all these guys maybe just like text each other. You know, go over to his house, bring a bunt cake or a fruit cake or any other kind of cake that uh, people used to bring their neighbors in the 1950s. I don't know, man. I understand that Cameron and Tyler want to look good in the eyes of Gemini Earn. They obviously want to make it very clear that they are not to blame. Of course, they're to blame. It's their product. But they're not to blame and that Genesis is and whatever. But you lent the money to them. So, uh, your thing, you know? But we've now seen this repeated pattern of crypto billionaires basically having these immature public spats on Twitter that make us all look like children. Yeah. Makes it look like there's not a single serious individual. You guys may have remembered last time we talked about this. It wasn't with the Winklevoss twins or the Sil- or Barry Silbert. I was going to say the Silberts. I'm sure he has a lovely family, the, the Silberts. It was when we were talking about how SBF and CZ were having a spat, SBF and Three Arrows Capital were having a spat, SBF and who knows? All of them. Do you remember this? And we made this in real time, the real housewives of crypto, SBF, there's CZ, Doquan, Suzu, Zuzu, Suzu, Suzu, Zuzu, Studio. Just say the word. Oh, Kyle Davies, Elon Musk, Mario Novel, Gary Gensler. Well, we could definitely, these were like just add-ins. So if now we put the Winklevi twins in Silbert here, we have a full episode of The Real Housewives of Crypto, which are dudes that are having emotional arguments looking like a bunch of rich women on Twitter. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever. It's what it is. 
Uh, what'd you say? Wankelvoss. Wankelvoss. Yeah, the Wankelvoss twins. That's a good name, right? So it is what it is. You guys saw the letter, right? This is the letter that he sent, and it was very scathing. I actually read it the other day, I think, uh, with Dave Weisberger on Monday, so no reason to get deeper into that. But the fact is that there are problems afoot, problems afoot at DCG, specifically with Genesis, and everyone wants to know if that's going to affect Grayscale if it's going to affect any other of DCG's businesses, shit, don't they own Coindesk? Yeah. So we don't know how much contagion there's going to be. We don't know if Genesis is truly a separate arm or if everything is commingled as Cameron Winklevoss claims, but it's time to be very, very skeptical of any of these people at this point. I think we've learned that. And as this is happening, Digital Currency Group closes wealth division amid trouble. Okay. DCG has been battling issues in its Genesis subsidiary. I just said that, Bloomberg. Genesis eliminated more than 60 positions or 30% of workforce. They got rid of reverse cowgirl, missionary, dog. But yeah, this is their wealth management division called HQ, and they're shutting it down, right? If your business was healthy, you probably wouldn't be publicly shutting down divisions at a time like this. So yeah, I mean... Not looking great over at DCG. But personally, I would hope that they have half a brain in their head and that will have nothing to do with Grayscale. You guys may have seen that actually there's a lot of sort of activist investing going on to take over Grayscale. One of those offers effectively being from Valkyrie, of which I am a early investor. Basically, Valkyrie obviously launched the Bitcoin futures ETF. They have a number of trusts that are similar to GBTC that are way better structured, and they want to go in and basically take over GBTC. A lot happening here. Jay says his child is watching, therefore, I guess I need to get it together. I'm sorry. I don't know how old your child is, but hopefully those references. Woo! Although now, like, seven-year-olds know about the things that I said. Now I don't know what I'm allowed to say. You made it weird. You made it weird. Okay. So listen, I mean, we're, we're, we're living the real housewives, right? And it's happening on Twitter and the entire world is watching and they're just making us look immature. And maybe we are, man. Maybe we really are. I did just go through all those positions as a joke. I am complicit. As you guys know, this week, Sam Bankman freed everybody's other fav- favorite crypto billionaire. Oh, wait, that was two months ago when he was everyone's favorite. Now everyone hates him. Everybody's least favorite crypto billionaire licking his chops over here in the picture. Mm. Thinking about those vegan turkey sandwiches he's going to have late. You know, the fake turkey, tofurkey. Nobody eats tofurkey by choice. I'm sorry. But he went to court. You guys saw the videos. Everybody crowded around. Kind of looked like he was a Kardashian, right? Rolling into court, looking a little more svelte, to be quite honest. I guess the stress of uh, running an exchange got him fat, and the stress of not running an exchange got him skinny. But yeah, he pled not guilty. And everybody's like, what the flip? You're guilty, dude. Everybody knows you are guilty. So why did he do this? Why? Why would he do that? Hmm? Hmm? Nobody knows. There are a lot of conspiracy theories going around. A lot of people saying, because, bro, he's, he's, he's got Biden and Elizabeth Warren and, and uh, 
politicians and he's part of the Illuminati and the international cabal of people who want to kill the cryptos, right? And so he's going to pull some strings in high places, like whatever, right? And the next one is that maybe he'll get an improved plea deal. He can, you know, show confidence and, as I say here, can buttress public and investor faith in him or be enough to convince juries of his innocence. Like, bro, I said I'm not guilty. Are you guys even listening? Right? So there's that. And then third, and equally likely, according to this article by Coindesk, and yeah, maybe it's true, is that Bankman Fried and his allies are in a deep cocoon of delusion about the substance of the case. Regardless, he's exceedingly unlikely to win a verdict of innocence if things proceed to trial. Okay. Maybe he really thinks he's innocent. I mean, he certainly tweeted enough times, like, I'm sorry, guys, but like, yeah, carry the one, didn't see the extra zero, my spreadsheet. You guys know, right? Not his fault. So maybe he's literally delusional enough and narcissistic enough and crazy enough to believe that he's innocent. Personally, I have another obvious theory that I've proposed here. Uh, the dude just really likes League of Legends, and now he gets to go home for at least 10 months to play it, right? The trial's in October, and that's before they inevitably get it delayed and appeal and appeal the delay and delay the appeal and all the things that rich people do when they want to stay at home and play League of Legends and not get into nearly as much trouble. I think that's what he's doing. And Dave Weisberger, my effective co-host on Mondays of Macro Monday, had something not so undifferent to say on his LinkedIn. And I liked this post. Let me see if I can blow this up. Here you go. Sam did start his career as an arbitrage trader before he became a con artist and thief. It looks like he remembered how to make a smart trade. By submitting a not guilty plea, go away. He gets almost 10 months of freedom as he awaits the trial scheduled to begin in October. He gets to do so while his parents are alive and he is still a young man. Had he pled guilty, he would have gone into custody almost immediately, likely for a very long time. He ultimately decides to plead guilty for a reduced sentence. He can do so right before the trial, but he will have had most of 2023 with his family. This is one arbitrage he seems to be doing right. Isn't that basically it right there, guys? Exactly what I said. Look at him. Look at him. He's looking deep into your soul. Very mischievous. Very mischievous. But yeah, he's just going to take as much guaranteed free time as he can get before maybe he doesn't get any free time anymore. Did you guys see this story? Crypto bank Silvergate shares plunge 46% after 8.1 billion withdrawal in Q4 prompts 200 job cuts. Everything in that headline sucks for them. The company also said it is writing off its investment in former Facebook stablecoin project DM. You might remember that there was Libra, the proposed Facebook stablecoin project, which then became DM, and then DM basically died in Silvergate Bank because they were so cash flush with crypto billionaire money. Had it all. They're like, we'll buy all the intellectual property and technology that was being built for DM and eventually probably launch our own stablecoin and do that. Well, they wrote that down to zero. As part of this, they basically lost over $700 million having to get liquid to make sure that this bank run that was happening was able to happen without them not being able to give people back their money. Nothing good here. Stock plunged 46% in a day. I've got that chart here somewhere. Let's go see. Right? 
I mean, I have to pull this up for you to even see the volume. But yeah, man, Silvergate was kind of bouncing off the bottom here, having this nice little run up to $22. And then, oof, opened yesterday at 13 traded as low then as 11.20, And that's where we are now in trading. Silvergate, Silvergate getting absolutely smoked. Yeah, man. It's very crazy. And I don't, I don't, I get it. But how unprepared the bull market darlings were, were for the bear market. Same for all of us, I think. I didn't see Bitcoin coming down, trading in the 15,000s after trading at 69,000. But I'm solvent. And even with losing so much money on Voyager, these companies scaled to a level that even a small Crypto winter seemingly would have been problematic for them, much less a crypto ice age and just absolutely destructive bear market that we've been living in right now. But the good news is, is they were actually able to redeem everyone's withdrawals. $8.1 billion worth of withdrawals, right? I mean, it's really, really a crazy, crazy number. And so, of course, the stock is trading according to that. Yeah, they had to sell $5.2 billion of debt securities, incurring a loss of $718 million just to be solvent. <sighs> Deposits from customers declined to $3.8 billion in the fourth quarter from $11.9 billion in the third quarter. Man. Man. It's rough out there. Rough out there in these streets. And speaking of rough out there in these streets, look at this guy, a face you've seen on this channel countless times, both in the news and in the flesh. Shensi was on here a lot. New York Attorney General sues ex-Celsius boss Alex Mashinsky for fraud. As if the problems weren't bad enough for Alex Mashinsky reeling in Chapter 11 bankruptcy with Celsius, taking nonstop hits, left and right. Well, now he's getting sued by the New York Attorney General. That sounds bad for him. That seems bad. As Celsius lost hundreds of millions of dollars of assets and risky investments, Mashiski misrepresented and concealed Celsius's deteriorating financial condition, the statement says. Whew. She also said that Mashinsky promised to lead investors to financial freedom, but led them down a path of financial ruin. Woo. They even included the, a specific case of a disabled veteran. This one gets your tears jerking. Who spent nearly a decade saving and lost his investment of $36,000. But that does remind us that everyday people lost basically everything on Celsius, Voyager, Vald, BlockFi, and then, of course, later, FTX, which was not CFI. But we saw a wholesale dismantling and collapse of the CFI system. Nexo is still out there. There's a couple others. But the majority of them and the ones with the most customers obviously all failed this year. But now he's getting sued by the New York Attorney General, completely unrelated to all those other things. So he could totally lose this even if he won those. Here's the bonk, guys. Solana's, and I don't know, I didn't know what Bonk was till like yesterday. I'm a boomer. Solana's Doge themed Bonk drops 50% after Bonkers 3,300% gain. I haven't even looked at the chart. Let me see if I can find one really quick. 
Uh, now play the Jeopardy music while I try to find Bonk. Here we go. Found a Bonk chart. Oh my God. First of all, I want to show you, this is the monthly chart, which is hilarious if you look at it like this. Look at it. It's just one candle, big old Zorro sword kind of thing going on. Uh, you go to the weekly, same. Daily, okay, we've had three days. Maybe this is uh, just on Hobie. Four-hour chart. I don't know, man. Hourly chart? Wow. Okay. That's, that's, that's not accurate, though. Uh, maybe it is. It's just the scale. Oh, let's get in log scale there. Whatever. Anyways, I mean, that looks like a, uh, I don't know. Let's see. Put a little star on top. I'm going to make it a diamond top star. Some lights coming off of it, and we got some ornaments. It's Christmas tree. It's the old Christmas tree pattern of death. And want to know where people who probably heard about Bonk bought it? Here. Maybe here, and maybe a little bit here. Right? So Bonk apparently, Bonk apparently was an airdrop. Right? Just some free money sent to people on Solana. But this has sort of led the recovery of Solana to being the only thing that people have been trading. There's one thing I've learned is you got to be the first one into the meme coin craze. You certainly do not want to be the last. Yodawaya accurately points out that it looks like a dick. But, oh, God, there's kids here. There's kids here, man. And I shouldn't have read your comment. And now I'm going to feel bad about it for a while. But speaking of that, uh, let's, uh, let's real quick just... Totally unrelated. Let's check in quickly on the on the uh, Bollinger Bands. What does that look like to you, buddy? Hmm? Hmm? What do you see? I see the same thing that you saw on that other chart. Dicks everywhere. Yeah, so I, I don't really know what the hell bonk is or why we're all talking about it. But it is good to know that we can still get completely irrationally exuberant and have insane pumps on a coin like this. As they say here, meme coins and tokens are famously volatile, surging and falling based on things like social media sentiment, as seen in many past occasions with Elon Musk and Dogecoin. Now, Bonk, a Solana-based dog-themed coin, is experiencing that same kind of turbulent momentum. Thing's a joke. It was an airdrop. Hopefully, some of you that are here got insanely rich on this, but my feeling is that probably most people bought at the wrong time. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, Jay's bringing his kids in for therapy. Sorry. Sorry. I don't know what to say. What they say. That's what we got. Bonk has gone absolutely bonkers in this market. I like that four-hour kind of whatever. Uh, yeah, I don't know how you trade this at this point unless you're just degenerate gambling and trying to have a little bit of fun, right? That's the chart there on Hobby, and that leads us right in. Perfect segue, coincidental segue into crypto exchange. Hobby experiences heavy token outflows. Nansen, Nansen Drew on chain data show more than 60 million in tokens fled the exchange in the past 24 hours doesn't feel like a big number but probably a big number for them while stablecoin reserves have dropped 9.5 percent in a week okay that's quite a bit that's quite a bit it's been a hundred million dollars basically this week that's gone down 
Yeah, 22 million, it says here in the article at Rival Kraken, if that's any indication. Now, I guess the question is, and maybe you guys can answer this better than me, is this just like mistrust in centralized exchanges? Is there something specifically happening there that we don't know about? A lack of trust in Justin Sun because he keeps showing up everywhere? Or is this just sort of this natural trend we're seeing for now in the bear market of people moving to self-custody? What do you guys think? What do you guys think? I'm curious as to your actual thoughts. And I'm now looking at the comments and nobody is sharing their thoughts. Uh, Daniel says that Hobie looks as bad as bonk. Uh, Hobie probably Essen the bed, says Loon Mambo. Still a great name. Yeah, I, I don't know. All I know is that right now, it's totally cool to keep your coins on an exchange when you're trading because trading is awesome for like 5% of people. But all your other coins need to be off exchanges, all of them. That's how it is. It's just how it is, guys. Yeah. Crypto Muscle says, I think self-custody is finally getting a little more tolerated. I agree that it's getting more tolerated. I just think that right now it's only for people who really, really understand crypto and your average person is still going to use centralized exchanges. Matt A makes the important comment that I think this Bloody Mary is tasting like a great Friday morning. That's good for you. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Mohammed says, bear markets show how much fake crypto companies are out there. I wouldn't say that they're fake. I would say it goes back to the old Warren Buffett quote. It's not until the tide goes out that you can see who's swimming naked. Well, everybody thought that the bull market was going to last forever, and it did it. King Posse says, Obi-Wan. That's a good comment. I like that. I like that. What else do we got here? Well, there he is. Tron price sinks 8%. Okay. We were just talking about Tron the other day. USDD DPEGs amid drama at Justin Sun related Hobie crypto exchange. Well, there's obviously a lot more going on here. Uh, now we get the uh, Justin Sun Tron contagion where anything he touches can all go down because people are concerned. It's crazy. Yeah, he just sits on Hobie's advisory board. He doesn't own it, by the way. And they had to cut 20% of their people. And so people are rightfully concerned. And now we see the bank run that we just talked about. But now that's affecting Tron and USDD and all these things. And oh my God, man, why do we need algorithmic stable coins? Can anyone answer that for me? Francine Cook says, Ivy League's teaching how to fleece people. I don't know, Francine, but... I believe Justin went to the University of Pennsylvania, which is also where I went to school. So can't possibly do that. I didn't learn that there. I, don't, I didn't learn that there. Very cheerful show today. This comment. Well, yeah, man, you know, it's, it's where we are right now. Where we are right now. Yeah, a lot going on here. Uh, I don't think that we should be doing the algorithmic stablecoin thing anymore. Maybe go like paper trade it and do it as an experiment, but certainly not with actual money by actual people. Got a couple other here. Indians move over 3.8 billion to foreign exchanges since crypto tax rules. Indians love crypto, but not as much as they love gold. A study from the Asia Center, but you say that Centre, C-E-N-T-R-E, provides the first monetary estimate of what effect the country's crypto taxes has had on domestic trading platforms, right? Does that mean that they're trying to hide their assets elsewhere and not try to pay 
taxes on, yeah, it's basically what it means. But if you guys had missed it, the 30% tax that was on all crypto gains went into effect on April 1st and the 1% TDS on July 1st. That's a fee basically that has to be paid for for uh, transactions and, and trading. When the taxes were announced, the industry was unable to back up its predictions that the levies would, quote, kill liquidity. The SDSN report found that domestic exchanges lost 81% of their trading volume in four months after the imposition of the much-debated 1% TDS rule. Huge. Huge. The good news is that uh, Indians were like, <laughs> I don't know, just go like trade on Binance and shit, right? And maybe not tell anyone. That seems like a bad idea. Always report uh, your gains and pay your taxes. But they are still participating. They're just not participating on short. As FPL Wannabe accurately points out, crypto gains, ha, 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 ha. Woo. Yeah. Like, what are these? What are these gains and where can I find them? And then the final uh, piece of news I have here, which I like, maybe, I don't know. Maybe it's terrible. It's good. Indonesia to launch national crypto exchange in 2023. The platform comes as a part of the plan to shift the regulatory oversight from the commodities agency to the securities authority. That I don't love. We don't want precedent of Bitcoin, of crypto becoming securities when they were previously viewed as commodities. We want to go the other way. But still, I'll take it that Indonesia sees enough of a future in the crypto space that they're going to launch their own national exchange. Not exactly the decentralization that we're looking for, but hell, we'll take literally anything that we can get at this point. So yes, in this year, 2023, we are going to see a national exchange in Indonesia. And they're even doing this in the depths of the bear market because this feels like one of those things you would have seen like the news and the height of the bull market and then you'd forget about it and it would never happen. I don't really want governments in charge of exchanges, but at least it is a signal that Indonesia is taking crypto seriously. As Jay says, as long as Bitcoin stays a commodity. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> Sounds like they are going to go broke soon. Speaking of a government running an exchange. Yeah, well, you know, the problem is these exchanges shouldn't have gone broke. It blows my mind. It blows my blows my mind that SBF blew it. Right? How does FTX go broke? They offered 100x leverage on shit coins, which is like being the house at the casino. The house always wins. The house times 100. They had massive deposits. They had the spread. I mean, just guaranteed ways to make money if they didn't fuck around. And they just fucked around, man. It's really, really crazy. Daniel... Ask Scott, did you see the leading candidate for Argentina's next president is pro-Bitcoin? I did see that. And the new Fijian president person is also very pro-Bitcoin. A lot of good things happening here. A lot of good things happening here. As architect Jeff says, I give Indo respect. At least their government understands the importance of Bitcoin. There you go. There you go, guys. That's it. That's all the news that I had for uh, the week. A lot of it. We cooked through that in about 36 minutes. And now I encourage you all to enjoy your Friday, man. It's the first uh, full weekend of the new year. There's got to be some things that you want to do with your life that are going to be super fun that 
do not involve staring at your phone or at the charts. I still don't even have a portfolio tracking app since FTX Blockfolio went down. At no given point can I give you an accurate appraisal of the state of my portfolio, and it's been amazing because it doesn't matter. I'm not selling any of it, so I'd rather not even know what it's worth right now. Play some sounds. I forget these exist. Let's see what else is in here. I can't play. So I got a copyright strike putting my account at risk because I played the Pump It Up song the other day. What else do we got in here right now? Bye, Felicia. Bye, Felicia. I need to reload some new sounds. I want my $2. That's dope. That's dope. Oh, no. We suck again. That one's kind of quiet. And then I can't play Benny Hill. I can't play music. If I play music, I literally could, like, lose my channel. Yeah. Yeah, you guys want Pump It Up. I gave that to you last time, and I was like, you have received a copyright strike for the from Universal Music for Pump It Up. If you believe that this is in fault and you own the copyright to pump it up, I'm like, no, I don't own the fuck copyright. I didn't make that song. Yeah, that's all I got for you guys today. Of course, like I said, Prime XPT, you see them scrolling. Just check it out. Click on it. Do something. Do something. You guys have been amazing. It's been a good week. On to the next one, which will begin on January Ninth. Actually, next week might be a bit uh, strange. Sadly, I have to travel uh, cross country for a funeral, and I have not confirmed when that's going to be, but I'm going to try to uh, be continuing to stream on the road and, and figuring those things out on a somber note, not how I wanted to end it, but I was just thinking that, hey, the beginning of next week might kind of be uh, best up for the schedule. Love you guys. I will see you next week. Peace. Out. That's dope.